Friends, welcome to the service on this day of Pentecost as we gather to remember the birth of the church and the outpouring of God's spirit to those disciples. And also we celebrate today in our act of worship, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Our call to worship, please respond in the yellow type. God makes the world and everything that is. God loves the world, sharing our lives as Jesus Christ. God fills the world with life and hope, blessing our hearts and minds with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let us bless our sustainer God. Thanks be to God. We gather on this day 50 days since Easter, Pente, which means 50, 10 days since Jesus' ascension, as we give thanks for God's pure spirit, which fills our hearts. And so as we gather in worship, we sing, come, now is the time to worship. Give your heart, come, 
God, at Pentecost, you spoke through flame and fire. As we gather through the power of your spirit, may we follow your call. God, at Pentecost, your advocate spoke truth into our world. As we gather through the power of your spirit, may we hear and obey. God, at Pentecost, you celebrated the gifts of diversity in cultures. As we gather through the power of your spirit, May you hear our hearts, languages of prayer and praise. God at Pentecost, your helper offered peace to every troubled heart. As we gather through the power of your spirit, may you calm every anxious heart. Loving God, we praise you for your gift of the spirit, for energy and creativity, for your great love for the world, we remember with sorrow all those things we have thought, said and done that undermine the building of your kingdom. Forgive us and help us. You made us and we are yours. Inspire us to see your vision for the world. Set us alight with love of you and love of our neighbour. Let the fire of Pentecost fill us and through us let it fill the world. In the name of Christ. Amen. Our reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a wind, a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native tongue? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Thanks be to God for words today from the Holy Spirit speaking to us. 
Friends, we sing our next hymn together. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, holy God in three persons, blessed Trinity. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. That was part of the Queen's speech, the first Christmas of this millennium in 2000. And during her long reign, which we celebrate this weekend, these values have been apparent in her leadership and her openness in speaking about her faith. For her, the teachings of Christ have served as my inner light. She also said that in her Christmas broadcast of 2020, providing guidance and strength. And just as she reflected on how she's drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and example, 
by her own witness to the transforming power of Christ in her life, the Queen has been an extraordinary ambassador of the good news of Jesus. At the heart of Christian teaching stands the knowledge that all people may be made right with God, may share in this friendship when they turn to him in faith, that by the life of Jesus, God has come to us and to know us profoundly and completely. And we understand what it means to be human and that by Jesus' suffering, God has shared in all human suffering. At times of our lives, maybe we need to hear that too, that God shares in our suffering. The hope of our faith, the hope of this Christian faith is that by the gift of Jesus' own life on the cross, we may be gifted life forever in God's presence through the power of his resurrection. This is the good news of Christ. So for a moment, let's just unpack what we've just heard. Before Jesus' crucifixion, he spoke to his disciples. He told them about his death, his execution, and how he'd be taken from them and from this earth. In doing so, he comforted his sad and disheartened disciples by saying though he had to go, he would not leave them comfortless. The Spirit of God, present at creation, instrumental in forming the earth, prophesied by the prophet Joel, and who quickened the body of Jesus at the resurrection, would be with them forever. And Jesus told them, his disciples, to meet and to pray, to usher in the full ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so they gathered. The disciples were together. They prayed. They waited with open minds and expectancy. They may have been wondering what was going to happen, but they still gathered, knowing and trusting the one whom they'd followed would not lead them up a different garden path. He was simply consistent, honest, reliable and faithful when he was with them. And so they trusted in him. Our reading from Acts describes the divine event unfolding before the eyes of the disciples and the onlookers. As the Holy Spirit descended on the lives of ordinary people, they were amazed and marvelled. These Galileans, these poor and uneducated people, who were they to speak my language, our language, the onlookers exclaimed. Who are these migrants? Who are these working class people who have no status, kudos or image of any worth to be speaking to us about these strange, ha strange happenings? There was a cry of mockery and certainly disbelief in their voice. Oh, they've had too much drink, too many Guinnesses and it's still early morning. It's shocking. Sometimes when we don't understand things in life, we mock, we pour scorn, we devalue. Scripture tells us that these onlookers were amazed and marvelled, but it didn't end there. A little later, the author writes, they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to each other, whatever could this mean? That's a more appropriate response. Rather than pouring scorn, to be open, to ask a question what something may mean. I don't know whether you've seen the film Love Actually, 
But if you have, you may well remember the scene when Colin Firth, who's playing an English author, is in Portugal to write his latest book. He sits outside at a table overlooking the most beautiful lake. And there he's working on this ancient typewriter and all the pages are starting to pile up all around him. And they're weighed down by empty mugs, coffee mugs. The lovely young Portuguese woman who comes in daily to do some housekeeping arrives to clear the empty mugs. Well, you're there. As she moves the empty mugs, dozens of pages of original manuscript are blown away into the lake. It turns out okay in the end, but it takes a bit of work to get more back together again. Letting the Holy Spirit loose in our lives might sometimes feel a little like that. We sometimes feel we must do firstly a risk assessment, and we're quite used to doing those now. As perhaps those devout Jews did on that particular day of Pentecost. For them, Pentecost was a celebration of the giving of the Lord to Moses on Mount Sinai. But the events they witnessed and the message they heard from Peter that day told a different story. It wasn't about the law of the prophets, in this case Joel, and about the beginning of the last days. It wasn't about God's work in the past, but about God's work in the present, pointing to a future fulfilment of all things. Would they continue to sneer? They are filled with new wine. Or would they call on the name of the Lord and be saved? That's what Peter preached. We haven't heard that reading today. But following all this, Peter preached to the crowd and 3,000 came to faith. He spoke into the situation. He spoke into their doubt. He spoke through the power of the Spirit and lives were changed. And we have a choice like the onlookers had a choice too. Will we celebrate Pentecost simply as a reminder of God's work in the past? Or dare we also respond to Peter's message as an invitation for us today? What if we did set time aside to be alone with God? To ask him to set us on a fire with his love? What if our church families set time aside to be together with God asking him to blow through us with his power. What if is a great question to ask in prayer. Not only can it open our eyes to God's possibilities and purposes for us, it also helps us to notice what's holding us back. Sometimes it's helpful to write, to draw. I'm not very good at drawing. But writing, what comes to us as we dare to open our hearts and minds to God in this way? What are the fire doors and the draft excluders in our lives, both personally and as a church? And what would it mean to dismantle them, to allow the fire of God's spirit, the power of God's spirit, the presence of God to take over us? The transformation of Jesus' disciples on that particular day of Pentecost signified the offer of transformation for all people, as Joel had prophesied. And as all creation inches towards its final fulfilment with the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, we are invited both to be transformed ourselves and to be agents of transformation for others. This is God's great purpose for us. Our fullest fulfilment involves saying yes to the love and to the power of his Holy Spirit. What could it mean? What does it mean for you today 
at home, in church, the anointing of the Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, breaking down barriers of fear and difference. Breaking down barriers is part of what we are called to be. Do we build walls or do we help dismantle? Princess Elizabeth said on the 21st of April 1947, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow. And God bless all of you who are willing to share it. That was Princess Elizabeth asking for help. In the same way the Holy Spirit seeks and searches us out and leads us in the way that's everlasting. May we be open to the outpouring of his spirit, the indwelling of his spirit, the prompting and guiding of his spirit for us this day and forevermore. Amen. As we contemplate, reflect and give thanks for the servanthood of Queen Elizabeth II, we think also of Jesus' servanthood. He came to serve, not to be served. And we sing the Servant King. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory veiled, not to be served, but to serve, and give your life that we is our God, the Servant King. He calls us now to follow Him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the Servant There in the garden of tears My heavy load he chose to bear His heart with sorrow was torn Yet not my will but yours he said this is our God, the Servant King. He calls us now to follow Him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the Servant
the scars that speak of sacrifice hands that flung stars into space to cruel nails surrender this is our god the servant king he calls us So let us learn how to serve and in our lives enthrone him each other's needs to prefer for it is Christ we're serving this is our Friends, let us pray. God of love, we thank you for the Queen's Jubilee. We give thanks to the Queen, her 70 years of service. Thank you for her commitment and love for you and her willingness to share her faith. As the celebrations come to their end, draw close to her, strengthen her, that she may know the ongoing power of your spirit. God of love, be with our Queen on this Jubilee weekend. Holy Spirit, hear us. God of love, we thank you for the half-term holiday. We pray for those who've used this holiday to continue revising for GCSEs and A-levels and university exams. Be with them in their final exam weeks. Help them to keep going, to remember what they've learned and to feel calm and confident. God of love, be with us all as this holiday weekend comes to an end. Holy Spirit, hear us. God of love, we thank you for this Pentecost Sunday. As we recall the events of that first Pentecost, may we be people who know the power of the Spirit in our everyday lives. As we remember the disciples in the upper room, may we be people who come together to pray and seek your will in this world. As we recall the Spirit falling in tongues of fire,
giving the disciples new words and new languages. May we be people who communicate well with others, able to explain your love and compassion for them and those they love. God of love, be with us this Pentecostal Sunday. Holy Spirit, hear us. God of love, we thank you for the church. There is so much going on in our world. We think in particular of the conflict in Ukraine and once again ask for peace to come quickly. We also pray for the climate crisis, for those with power to effect change, that they seize the moment and do what they promise to do. Help all of us to seek and embrace solutions, even when it means we have to change what we do. We pray for all who need a reminder of the tender healing spirit, for those ill at home, hospital and hospices, for all who mourn, may the light of your presence sustain them. On this Pentecost Sunday, we're also thankful for the world we live in as it is. At the start of June and with the summer months ahead, we pray that your spirit will bring hope and that we as your church and your people will be bearers of the hope we have in you. God of love, bring your Pentecost hope to our world. Holy Spirit, hear us. In the name of Christ. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our final hymn, Come Down, O Love Divine. Thy glorious love 
mornings weeps with loathing. And so the yearning strong with which the soul will long shall far outpass the power of human telling. For none can guess its grace till he become the place wherein the Holy Spirit makes his Friends, thank you for joining us this morning in our act of worship. We close with a blessing and then we sing the national anthem. Pentecost is not an end, it is a beginning. Go in the love of the Father who calls us his children. Follow the example of Jesus the Son who forgives our sins. Go empowered by the Spirit who releases our gifts. In the name of Christ. Amen. The National Anthem. God bless you this week as we seek to serve Christ.